0: Convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com gold today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash gold. Let's talk finance. Wouldn't it be convenient to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one spot? Yahoo Finance does just that. The Peter Schiff Show. Now, you may have heard about this case, right? This is the case. This is um, a woman, Ellen Powell, I guess that's how to pronounce it, P A O, who is suing Kleiner Perkins. And Kleiner Perkins is a very old and established. Um, venture capital firm, uh, uh, you know, out in Silicon Valley, you know, heavy hitters. And she had a job there, which, of course, I mean, it's not that easy to land a job there to begin with, let alone to get promoted up to partner. Um, but she didn't make it a partner and and she's filed a lawsuit. And today they had the closing arguments. And so now the case is going to the jury. And, you know, most likely the case is totally frivolous. And even if Kleiner Perkins wins, you know, they have a lot of damages. They have to spend a lot of money uh, on lawyers. They have, you know, a reputational damage. They have to deal with, you know, a lot of, you know, dirty laundry being aired in public. It's not a very fun thing to go through when one of your former employees is suing you and and trying to dig up a bunch of dirt uh, to try to make you look like a bad guy so they can have a, a big payday. But I want to just talk a little bit more about this whole issue. Because first of all, I don't even think uh, Kleiner Perkins should be held accountable, even if they did discriminate, even if they did, even if the main even if the sole reason that this woman was not promoted was was because of her gender. Even if Kleiner Perkins, the management said, you know, this uh, Ellen Powell, she's great. She's awesome. You know, she's incredible. Uh, You know, I'd love to promote her. But, you know, we've got this policy. We don't promote women. We don't care how good they are. We don't care if they quit and go to our competitors. We just don't like women, or we do, but we don't think we should make them partners because we're an old boys club, and you know, she did a great job, but she's a woman, so she's out of luck. In my opinion, if that's what they did, it should be okay, right? Now, it's not because it's against the law, but the law is wrong. The law is unconstitutional as far as I'm concerned. The government cannot... Mandate or tell you that you can't discriminate. You should have a perfect right as a private individual, not as the government. The government can't discriminate, right? But individuals can. It's none of the government's business if uh, if 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 somebody says, "Look, I don't want to hire women. I don't want to promote women." That's their prerogative, right? To do that. Now, look, we don't take away employees' rights to discriminate, right? Um, uh, Ellen Powell. If she wanted to, when she was looking for a job, right, she could have decided that she wanted to work for a woman and she could have turned down job offers from men and she could have told those men, you know, I really like your job offer. It's a great company, uh, but, you know, I just don't want to work for a guy. I want to work for a woman. So thank you very much. But no thanks. Right. She's allowed to do that. She can discriminate. In fact, if an employee decides, you know, I want to work for a lesbian Hispanic in a wheelchair, right? If that's what somebody wants to do, right? They can do it, right? You can say, I'm only going to work for a lesbian Hispanic in a wheelchair, right? And you can turn down all the job offers you get from other people. Now, of course, if you do that, you're going to limit your employment, right? Op- options you know, how many lesbian Hispanics are there who are in wheelchairs and how many of them have companies that you want to work for, right? So it would be foolish to limit your choices. And in fact, if if that's what you're going to do, you might make a lot less money because maybe, a, you know, a white straight guy might offer you a lot more money, but if you have to turn it down because you're going to discriminate against that white straight guy uh, because you're looking for that gay Hispanic in a in a wheelchair, that you know, that's your right. You could do that. And, you know, even if I'm that white guy, and 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 someone tells me, Peter, I don't want to work for you because you're straight and you can walk and, and, and you're a guy. I can't sue them for sexism, racism, homophobia, whatever it is. I can't sue them for it because as an employee, you have every right to discriminate. You can work for whoever you want for whatever reason you want. Well, why should you lose that right just because you're on the other side of the deal, just because you decide to become an employer? and not an employee, all of a sudden now you don't have that right, right? So the the whole law is wrong. And of course, what I just said about the employee, if I'm an employer and I say, look, I don't want to hire women, right? Well, I'm going to have to deal with the consequences of that in the marketplace. Because if I'm going to pass up more qualified women just so I can hire a bunch of guys Well, I'm going to have to deal with the consequences because my employer, my competitor, who is not, you know, sexist, who is hiring all these qualified women that I'm passing up on, you know, they're going to eat my lunch in the marketplace. Right. So just like if I'm an employee and I'm going to turn down a high paying job from a white guy because I want to work for a Hispanic woman and I and in order to do that, I accept less money. I have to deal with those consequences. But I think most people, even if you prefer to work for the Hispanic lesbian in a wheelchair, if the white guy, right, who's you, who can walk, offers you twice as much money, that's where you're going to work, right? Most people aren't going to discriminate, and most employers aren't going to do that either. Employers, particularly when it comes to M and A or, or 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 you know these venture capitalists, these guys are all about the bottom line. They're all about making money. They don't care. Woman, men, black, white, gay, straight, they want money. They want the best. They want whoever. They want to hire whoever is going to help them make the most money. And that's what most people do, right? It's got nothing to do with your gender. Now, sometimes, sometimes there is a rational basis for preferring one gender to another, right? There are some occupations where an employer might say, you know, if I hire a woman here, I think I'm going to do better. Then, you know, because and and that that's that should be their call to make. It's not somebody else's call to second guess. But here is the broader problem with this: once you've made the mistake of saying it is illegal for employers to discriminate, right, based on you know whatever it is. In this case, it's based on gender, right? The minute you've done that, you open up the window for people like Ellen Powell to file these frivolous lawsuits because. Let's assume that she wasn't passed up for a promotion because she was a woman. Let's say there were some other factors that she wasn't promoted. And, of course, that's what Kleiner Perkins is saying. Their defense is the fact that she wasn't promoted had nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman. She wasn't promoted because, you know, she was was not a team player. She didn't work well with others. She had lots of problems. You know, she wasn't a good person. You know, we didn't promote her. She didn't deserve it. The fact that she happened to be a woman, well, that's secondary. And in fact, what, you know, what happened in this case is after she wasn't promoted, she basically made allegations while she was still working there that, well, you know, you're discriminating against me. You're not promoting me because I'm a woman. Basically, now putting Kleiner Perkins in an even worse position because now she's already alleged, uh, you know, gender based discrimination. Now, what are they going to do? Because now if they don't promote her, well, it confirms it. You see, it's because I'm a woman. If you fire her, well, it's a retaliation because I pointed out that you were discriminating. Now, to me, it's like the minute you know that you're not going to get promoted because, you know, somebody more competent was promoted or because you're really not that good at your job. Right. All you have to do is allege that, well, it's because I'm a woman or it's because I'm black or Hispanic or because I'm in a wheelchair or because of any different thing that you can think of that allows you to sue based on discrimination. And now here's the problem. How do you prove, right? How do you prove that her sex was not an element of your decision? If you're an employer, right? How do you prove that you didn't not promote her because she was a woman? Because how do you, it's like a counterfactual. How can you prove it? And in fact— She doesn't even have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that there was discrimination. This is not a criminal trial. This is a civil lawsuit and there's a jury there. And all uh, uh, Ellen Powell has to prove is that it's more likely than not that discrimination was a factor. It doesn't have to be the only factor. It could just be one factor of many. If she can get the jury to believe that it's likely, it's more probable than not, that her gender— played a role in her lack of a promotion, she wins, right? Even if the jury is like, look, we think that they probably discriminated against her. She wins, right? Pro- not not that they definitely did. So even if there was no discrimination whatsoever, even if her gender played zero role in her lack of a promotion, uh, Kleiner Perkins can still be found liable and still have to pay this woman millions and millions of dollars in in damages. Now, what does that do, number one, to businesses? Look at all the money they have to waste, all the time they have to waste defending against this lawsuit. Because again, in my opinion, even if her gender did play a role, I don't care. They should be able to hire and fire and promote for whatever reason they want and take the consequences in the marketplace. Because if you are not hiring and promoting based on merit, you're not going to succeed. Because you're going to lose out to your competitors who are. The free market is what protects you against irrational employer discrimination, not the government. What the government does is it backfires. Because, you know, again, you know what this high profile trial, you know, the message that this sends out, don't hire women. That's what it tells a lot of companies. Oh, my God. If I hire a woman, what happens if I don't promote her? I'm going to get wound. I'm going to get, you know, into a lawsuit. You know, what happens if I fire her? That's all employers think about now. When they when they see a woman job applicant, it's is this woman going to sue me? Right? Because what if I fire her? Am I gonna get sued because she's a woman? You know, what if I don't promote her? Am I gonna get sued because you know, for gender discrimination? You don't have any of these considerations if you got a white male applicant. They can't sue you for anything. You know, it's funny, you know, one of the supposed complaints. That she had, you know, you know, to build up this case of this, you know, sexist, gender biased, you know, old boys club. Right. She claims that she went on this out of town business trip and she was in an airplane and she overheard uh, a conversation between, you know, two of her male colleagues. And they were talking about porn stars, right? Porn stars. So apparently this, you know, this offended her. And so this is like a hostile environment. And it shows that, you know, they discriminate. I mean, it's a conversation that she overheard. Big deal. I mean, she's an adult woman. I mean, they're, they're not talking about anything that she doesn't know about. She's not a little kid. I mean, who knows what she talks about uh, with her gal friends? I mean, they they might talk about the same stuff. But to try to say, oh, no, they were they were talking about porn as if what she wasn't included in the conversation. Did she feel left out because she wasn't talking about porn stars uh, with these guys? I mean, I'm sure they would have welcomed her comments if she decided to make them. I mean, but simply, I mean, she was subjected to having to overhear the conversation. You know, I mean, I'm sure if it was a guy, you know, and he tried to say, well, you know, I was on a plane with these, you know, these two female reporters. And they were talking about porn stars and, you know, they were talking about, you know, the size of their equipment. And, it you know, I felt inadequate and I felt, you know, I uh, no, I mean, I'm sure there's no way a guy could bring up a couple of women talking about porn and somehow say that he was offended by it. In fact, if he if he was overhearing, it was probably because he was making a point. He probably had his hand up to his ear and he was probably trying to listen in and, you know, uh, going out of his way to hear what the women were talking about. But, you know, what what if what if the women were talking about, you know, I don't know, what if they were talking about fashion? What if they were talking about cooking? You know, something that women like to talk about. Maybe, you know, women like to talk about that, the way guys talk about porn. But what if a guy said, you know, I overheard this conversation between these two women about fashion. I just felt left out. And I I really, you know, I really felt, you know, I I felt this was a discrimination against my maleness. And, you know, I I just, you know, I'm just going to sue you because I was subjected to this conversation on this airline. You know, if you are going to take a job you got to go with the flow. You know, if you're going to be out of town, if you're be, if you're going to hang out with some guys and they want to talk about porn, well, then they're going to talk about porn. Big deal. What's the big deal? You know, and yet somehow this is shown as evidence. No, oh, this is a hostile work environment. These guys like porn. Ooh, you know, or I don't know what, what even is the point of it. But all this stuff they have to build up and bring up all these little salacious details to try to, you know, plant some seed of doubt in the mind of these jurors, right, that there's something wrong with Kleiner Perkins, that they have some kind of old boys kind of network. But you know what? Let's assume there is a company that's got this old boys kind of, hey, women, you can't succeed here. No matter how talented you are, Kleiner Perkins is not the place for you because we're not going to promote you. You know what? The best and brightest women won't apply for jobs there. And that's Kleiner Perkins loss, you know. Women can go to other companies where they know that they'll be rewarded. They know their hard work will pay off. I mean, you can't just have a company where you say, look, you know, we're not going to promote women. No women are going to want to work there. And you know what? There's some pretty sharp gals out there. And, you know, I don't think a company wants to have, you know, not welcome sign out there especially in a highly competitive venture capital a business like they're operating in, they want the best and the brightest. They don't care what their gender is, what their sex is, their sexual orientation, uh, whatever. They're just concerned about um, their competence and their contribution to the bottom line. And the fact that this lady didn't get promoted, that's why if they thought that she did a good job, if they really thought that she was benefiting the firm, they'd have made a partner. They don't want. They wouldn't have risked her quitting if she was so valuable, and as and as and as good a worker and as big an asset to her firm as she's trying to persuade this jury she was. Kleiner would have recognized that, and they would have promoted her. They wouldn't take the chance that she was going to go work with one of their competitors. No, of course not. But this is just somebody who wasn't good, who's exploiting the loophole a law that shouldn't even exist to basically extort money from a company, uh, you know, using uh, the, the, the you know, a sympathetic jury and, and bad law. And, of course, you know, this is happening out there in California. There's a lot of media attention. We don't know what the verdict is going to be. I guess I'll, I'll mention it when it comes out. Uh, but, you know, again, I don't care if they actually did discriminate even though I highly doubt that that's what they did. But we shouldn't even be arguing it. They shouldn't be in the position of having to prove they didn't do something because that's basically what they have to do. She doesn't have to prove they discriminated. She just has to get the jury to think that there's, it's more likely than not that her gender played a role. It doesn't even have to be the sole role. It just has to be a factor in her denial of a promotion, and she can win. And, and, and that is wrong. It is wrong uh, to put this company through that. It's wrong in America. It's wrong. People talk about individual liberty, individual rights. Well, we have a right to discriminate. You can't. The government shouldn't be able to take that right away from you. And in fact, again, they take it away from you in a discriminant way, because if you're an employee, you can discriminate all you want. It's just if you become an employer, then you lose the rights that your employees have. It's not fair. It's not constitutional. Yet all of this is going to, you know, it's out there as if, you know, this is an achievement for us, this women's rights. It all backfires too. It backfires on women and makes it harder for women to get hired in the first place, even if they're more competent because they've got this warning sign, thanks to the government, flashing on their heads you hire me and I might sue you. You might end up in a lawsuit. Because I've got that card up my sleeve that I can play whenever I want. And then, of course, how much money does all of this nonsense cost us in in legal fees, in in other things that companies do to cover their butts, to try to be defensive against, uh, you know, lawsuits? You know, something like what, 80 percent of the lawsuits or something like that or filed in the United States or we got 80 percent, you know, whatever it is, or 40 percent of some crazy number. That is one of the reasons we're so uncompetitive. That's why we've got these huge trade deficits, because our companies have a competitive disadvantage because they're bogged down in this legal system uh, where they have to play defense and spend a lot of money against frivolous lawsuits, whereas other companies, don't have, other countries, companies in other countries don't have to deal with this nonsense.